Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about the four greatest words possibly in the history of humankind, Granny with a Crossbow. I'm Beth Elderkin and I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, are you feeling as pumped as I am? I want to be old and cool like Granny. Like, I want to just be like, oh, this is my Granny. She kind of annoys me, but this is her crossbow, which... She 100% made herself, by the way. Uh, Mm -hmm. I believe that. Like, that is just something she fashioned. I don't think anyone else in the realm has a crossbow. She invented it. Um, (laughs) And I believe that that is, I've decided that that is canon and that is what it is. She invented the crossbow. It's called, you know, like, it's called, like, the Granny Smith Crossbow 3000. Like, it's like... Because like screw the screw the Nimbus two thousand. Granny's crossbow is the height of magical technology, and apparently the only one in that village with a brain. Because well, second only to Red, because all of the men go in hunting parties in the middle of the night in peak danger, and Granny's the only one who's like, "You're all idiots," and let me tell you fifteen reasons why in alphabetical order. Uh, so this episode is mm-hmm. bananas. It is bananas. We are t- yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, no, no, we are talking about season one, episode five, Red Handed. And this is the origin story of one little red riding hood, otherwise known as Red, other otherwise known as Ruby. And like I I this as far as the standalone origin stories that uh connect to the main story, but not necessarily uh super strongly. They're more just like, you know giving us the roots of one of our main characters. I think this is actually one of my favorites. I really like this. Um, Obviously the idea that little red riding hood was the wolf all along is not an original storyline. I have a feeling that's been bandied about a lot. I believe that's the Amanda Seyfried movie. Same thing. Spoilers. Uh, Yeah. But but once upon time did it first. Did they do it first? I feel like it's probably been done before this. Oh no, no! I meant like if if you're comparing the two. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I but was no, it's say. it's not exactly. But they combine it with like the Peter and the Wolf story, and right. um, and like um, like three little pigs a little bit. Like I, they kind of they cobble together a few of, of them. Wolves. Every big bad wolf you can think <laughs> of. Uh, no, this episode especially in juxtaposition to last week. It's yeah. like they were like, listen, let's kind of half-ass this week, but next week we're going to come in full tilt. Fall 11, there is going to be a heart in a box and a woman murdering her boyfriend. Like, it is, like, an actual murder and then an alleged murder. Like, this episode is dark, crazy. A woman shooting her granddaughter with a bow, a crossbow. Uh, It's a lot. And I love it. 
Yes. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and start back in fairy tale land, and we're going to tell the origin story of a, a, a not so little Red Riding Hood. And uh, just kind of want to point out real quick before we get into it, um, the actress who plays Red is Megan Ori. Uh, I think she's fantastic and, to be honest, is probably one of the most beautiful women in the entire world. Okay. In the one scene when, the, when she's running around with her red beret, her red, like, glitter silver eyeshadow stuff going on, I was like, I want that all over my face. Like, I want... <laughs> How do I make Is that a happen? double meaning or are we da da da? I plead the fifth. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but yes, probably. Um, she, no, she is gorgeous. And I, I actually really like her. Like I liked a lot of the choices. I think because they knew it was a red centric episode, they were a lot more careful with the choices that they made. So all of her outfits in this episode, 10 out of 10, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to say this like it's an actual opinion. I'm just just because I'm thinking about it. But I really like her in the big hood. Like everything about her when she's like red, like Little Red Riding Hood. I love her. Like she looks so good in the woods. I mean, she looks good as like that um, that very like Cameron Diaz city girl in the woods. Like oh, it's mud. <coughs> looks okay like that. But I I really do like. Red Riding Hood and like the the old school clothing and stuff that she wears and especially her hood. I want that hood and I want to wear it all the time. And the makeup department just I gotta say gets all the awards in forever yep. all time like retroactively just and, yep. and proactively because for most of the actresses you got Emma Swan you got Regina you got Snow. And especially red, the wingtip eyeliner is flawless. Oh, sharp the, enough to kill a man! Like it, yeah. Like the whole, like the whole department. Like they were on, they must have been on like some espressos because. Uh, also, Emma's hair is a, a beast of its own in this episode mm-hmm. because it is big, it's curly, it just like every time she moves, she looks like a damn princess. She's like, watch on the share of curls, 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 curls. Um, yeah, they were, they were on it this week. It's like they hired yeah. someone new because sometimes they, they've been doing red dirty when she's some of the back, back mm-hmm. actors. Anyway, so yes. we, we cut to a cottage, a nice little cottage. And there's a, just a, come to the door, little girl. Oh no, who can it be? Which I think this is super cute <laughs> because they're just doing like the most vanilla role playing ever. It's like, oh, open the door. Oh no, what am I supposed to do? Oh and yeah, yeah, this was a... I mean, for fairy tale land, this is kinky as shit. Oh yeah, this is some rated R. You want to come see my my, ha, my red room? Ha, it's uh, uh, but he opens the door and it's red, and it's the red as we know her, like as uh, like not like a younger actress or anything. It's 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 who it's who we know as Red. She's wearing her big red riding hood, and she's all excited to see her boyfriend, who looks like Josh Hartnett in two thousand and four, and he sounds and acts like Jacob Black uh, from Twilight. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because I decided to watch all the Twilight movies recently, by the way, for reasons I can't explain. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I was just like, who's this Josh Hartnett, Jason, Jacob Black situation? Uh, but they were Which cute. is kind of fitting with the wolf. Yeah. It was a really cute, they have a real cute interaction. And, and this mm-hmm. is how we get all the exposition of, Granny will let me leave the house. She's such a nerd. Like, I don't get to do anything. Well, you know, and he's being all coy and it's a... They're supposed to be kind of pretending that he has, like, this, like, bad boy attitude. And I think that's where his goatee and stuff comes from. But every single line he speaks, 
from beginning to end is just a sweet wonderful mm-hmm. little man who's just like i just love you so much Fred. i'm i am bewitched by your beautiful face and i would love i would follow you to the end of the world and this is how we find out her her granny is is keeping her under lock and key because of a wolf there is a wolf and they don't want to get caught uh by the wolf so granny calls her into the into the living room and she's got a hunting party at the front door and <laughs> I liked red lines. She's like, did you just call me in here so you could see me? I don't. <laughs> Why did it's you do like, this? I, I, I'm in the other room. Also, BT Dubs, can I go with the hunting party? I, I love that too. She's like, oh, I'm uh, clearly I should go. I am a wildly sheltered young woman. I should definitely be part of the hunting party. And Gray's like, no, absolutely not. You guys are all ding dongs. Don't go out and fight this wolf. Just lock your doors. And so they leave thinking that she's on glue or something. And then they lock down their house in a way that makes me seem like my house is not at all guarded by anything. Like it makes my deadbolt seem like nothing. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. They, they, they have planks that they put over the doors. She's got this, this, she presses a button and a, a, a big iron gate closes over the fireplace. Cause apparently wolves are also like, uh, little, come down chimneys, three little pigs. That's what happens. He can't blow down. He can't huff and puff down the brick house. So he climbs to the top and he crawls in <laughs> the chimney and then he burns his little tail and he runs away or he dies. I say he runs away by the way, when I tell the story, because death at bedtime stories isn't really a cool thing so it's like oh no he burned his tail on the soup and he runs away no one ever saw him again but i think they cook him in the original version of it anyway yeah. and then Ro- uh red is ordered to her room to sleep in her hood and to and and granny the one mistake that granny makes which is admittedly a pretty big mistake is that she doesn't go and personally check red's window and doesn't have a lock on it that red can't open Right. Oh, yeah. And also her window. I saw her open it when, when Peter was at the door. Um, it's basically just like a thatched window. It's not at all double guarded. And I, no. again, as we know later, that's not exactly what Reddit or that's not exactly what Granny's worried about. She's not worried about a wolf getting in, worried about a wolf getting out. Um, but I also like the idea that she has to sleep in her cloak. Um, mm-hmm. Seems uncomfortable like it seems like it'd be like if it's big enough obviously you can curl up and it's like a blanket but that seems like it'd get tiring very quickly um so anyway they wake up uh excuse me they no because granny doesn't sleep because she sits in a chair with a fucking crossbow in her lap ready to fire we can't ignore the crossbow abby this is the most important part this is a key part of once upon a time and once upon a timing fandom is Granny with a crossbow. I'm just yada yada yadaing over the most badass moment of the other. Anyway, I know how, just, uh, how could you? I just love it. And then it's just like, don't you need to go to sleep? I'll sleep with the dead trolls. <laughs> like she's, just like, <laughs> she's like, I don't need sleep. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Uh, so they wake up and they're going to go do their chores. And uh, Red goes into the chicken coop, which is a great thing to have when you know you have a wolf on the premises. And she goes and she finds uh, Snow White, which I'm gathering from the way this episode goes. She is very early in her runaway stage because she is cold. She is scared. She's holding two eggs like they're the only food she's eaten in a long time. And she has zero skill in the woods. She is almost more uncomfortable. She's definitely more uncomfortable in the woods than Red is. 
Yeah, I think another big hint for that is in the previously on where that guy with the really deep voice is I like, they were all separated from the world they've ever known. Who knows something? <laughs> who's asleep? And who's this guy? Like, it's so good. <laughs> It's it's amazing, and and they and they 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 don't keep it past the first season, but Dang it is it. very yeah necessary in the first season. But alas, um, they they show the previously on uh, Graham telling Snow to run. So this yeah. is I imagine like really soon after. Right, it might even be like the next day. I I also like because this is how we find out the origin of uh, Snow White's curse name because it's what's your name? Um, Snow. Wait. No, it's Frosty. And then, no, no, wait, it's Mary. No, it's Margaret. And it's just like, you are so bad at this. Like, like Jan Brady, uh, uh, Fred Glass. Like, it's just, are you just, it's Chicken. My name is Chicken. (laughs) Naming things you see. I mean, it kind of makes sense that that would end up being her name in the real world, Mary Margaret, because this version of Snow is kind of the closest we get to actual Mary Margaret. Yes. This is just like scared, like very innocent. And and she's definitely very Mary Margaret in this episode. Like you just want to shake her as we get through this. Um, Because so Red decides, you know what? You can come bunk with me. I have no friends. So you come live with me. It's fine. And apparently Granny's fine with this. Whatever. And they're going to have a little sleepover and it's going to be super fun. Yay! And they start having a conversation. And Red basically reveals that she has a crush on the little, on the boy. No, I'm sorry. I'm missing the townspeople meeting. The townspeople meeting, which is just drunk people in a bar being like, let's kill the wolf. And because they found, because the uh, the last hunting party, um, Red and uh, Snow found them massacred so badly. The fe- the well was filled with blood. Those people were filled with gallons of blood. Apparently, that I mean, because it was almost full of blood and also parts of people. It was very this yeah. was messed up. Uh, so they go and they're just like, all of our hunting party was murdered. So let's also go make another hunting party. And <laughs> Granny just kicks in the door. Ah. You have not heeded my warning. Let me tell you a terrible, terrifying story. Meanwhile, Red's in the back, like, making eyes with Peter, like, I love you. I love you, too. And Snow is there like a ninja with, like, no one will notice. This is weird. It's fine. She's mastering social distancing. Oh, yeah. She had her mask on. She's ready to go. Good job, Snow. Uh, I I was curious uh, how many red herrings you were counting in this episode, because it had a lot. Oh, Um, this whole episode. (laughs) Red herrings. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) This whole episode was just one big, like, you figure it out about the same time that they do, which is nice, but yeah, they, they but definitely yeah. ham-fisted a lot, being like, it's this. Yeah, because for a while, like, you, uh, they, you kind of assume maybe it's Granny, but then at that meeting, you have this one guy who's at the head of the hunting party who's like, oh, gosh, darn it, if only I hadn't stayed at the tavern, uh, you know, and yeah. gone out with the hunting party. Gosh darn it, I would have been with them and I could have fought with them. What the luck. Anyway, let's send a bunch of fresh meat, I mean men out tonight yeah, right. for wolves. If only I hadn't have taken a <laughs> taken an arrow to the knee, I too would have been out with the hunting party. Sad. Uh, uh, yeah. And then, of course, there's Peter as well, which is the, 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 final, the final one that we really get before things go really pop off. 
Yeah, so Granny tells this horrific Dexter-level story about why she knows about this wolf and why I'm very confused that no one else knows about this wolf. Um, I guess just because... We'll get to it. Uh, so she tells a story about how she was, like, the young, the daughter of, like, this big family, and they were all just, like, these big football boys. Like, they were all just, like, they're seven feet tall and thick as oak trees. They're so amazing. And my dad, also lumberjack size, they went to fight the wolf, and they had him surrounded. And I sat on the roof and to watch? watched <laughs> for reasons unnoticed. I mean, they didn't have television back then, and, Abby. Right. So, and instead of watching a heroic story of her, fa- her family's murdering an animal... She got to watch that animal, in turn, murder her family. And then she fell off the roof into a pool of blood. And that, my friends, is the origin of why Granny is just foobarred all the way. Like, it's why she's got a crossbow. Yeah. Like, you can't land in a pile, in a, just like a pile of your family blood and not end up being just like a lunatic who clearly makes some bad decisions. Um, the wolf bites her, and it's just very just like big bite which then they show the wolf and it's not nearly as big as they made it sound by the way uh it it changed size from scene to scene the wolf the wolf uh dimensions were not exactly um no they were they yeah they were going for dire wolf and every once in a while it just kind of looked like a husky and you're just like "Hmm." Mm -hmm. Hmm. okay but she's Mm -hmm. like no the wolf bit me and left uh and this is my scar and everyone's like oh my goodness we've never seen her forearms because it's the fairy tale lands and they're like, whatever, lady, we're going to go do it. So Snow and Red are having a chat on, on, on Red's, like, they're just sitting on her bed having, like, slumber party talk. <laughs> she's like, oh, you guys weren't really subtle. Who's the who's the cutie over there with the goatee? And she's like, oh, my God, his name is Peter. But Granny won't let us be together because of the wolf. And Snow, the beautiful little idiot, is just like, oh. Like, it's fine that she's keeping you safe from the wolf, but it's not fine that she's using the wolf to keep you away from love. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it let's is. Go ch- let's go track a wolf by ourselves. Yeah. Let's definitely go out in the middle of the day with no weapons, I guess. Like, we didn't even No, take nothing. Any- we just went out and uh, they find giant... Well, also, this is the part where we find out the snow is terrible at tracking. Oh, is that the wolf? It's a rabbit. Is that a wolf? That's just a dog foot. Is that one? It's also a rabbit again. You're really bad at also <laughs> listening and uh, retaining. So Red finds it. They find these... she's good at tracking. They find these big mm-hmm. paws, paw marks, that are, like, bloody. But they also make a note to be like, is this the stride? And it made it seem like this thing was like a giraffe. Because the stride was ridiculous compared to what we later see. So, mm-hmm. again, they made it... They they must have done all this stuff before they got to the CG. And they're like, we cannot make this wolf this big. Like, <laughs> maybe he jumped. I don't know. Um, maybe she jumped. Uh, and they're like, oh, but the wolf paws start turning into people paws people feet and then it just shows up at your door <gasps> who's come to your window and this scene went on for way too long it was just like yeah whose feet were who came to your door who came to your door it's like obviously it was the boy and so they're like up oh, it's the boy it's the boy he is the yeah, but but she says like it turned into boot prints. So we're not going with like a Jacob Black Twilight thing here. <laughs> uh where where you know they have to, they they lose their clothes in the heat of the moment. Well, 
the, the, these wolves will will maintain their their fashion. Not to sidetrack here, but this, uh, if we ever want to just listen to me like rant, I've I've definitely been like four white claws deep, just screaming in a bar about how Jacob Black is not a werewolf; he's a sh- shapeshifter. But we'll talk about that later. Um, but <laughs> they they do that later with Red too, like when they cloak her and they reveal her, she's fully clothed and dressed and ready for a run. Um, like apparently her clothes are just part of the deal. So mm-hmm. same thing. So it's like, Oh, it turned into a boot print. So I guess it's the boyfriend. So what we're going to do, snow is going to put on my cloak and hide in my bed to trick granny. Even though we are at no way the same shape or height. Um, it would have been probably more believable if they would have just like laid it on the bed. Um, and then what we're going to do is we're going to take the boyfriend and we're going to chain him to a tree. Uh, and then she's just going to sit with him. I don't know why this was the plan. Uh, I'm well, just gonna... the, the plan wasn't to chain him. He volunteered that once she had the conversation with him. She was literally just going to talk to him as it got to nightfall and convince him that he was the wolf, so, which is a bad plan. So, so at the beginning of this, we had two people with a terrible plan and then enter the boyfriend. Now we have three people with terrible plans. Yeah. And unfortunately, the last party to enter... Uh, the last person to enter the party is the last person to leave the party because... <laughs> or rather uh, the first oh, granny to leave this just, mortal coil. Gran- granny comes in and she's like, girl, come help me. You're not her. Oh no, what's happened? And they go running into the woods. And in this run into the woods is when Granny reveals... Uh, Red's the wolf. Uh, I've known this whole time. I bought the cloak from a wizard. Um... And I used to I be a wolf too. I used to be a wolf, but it faded because in my old age, it just sort of shook off of me. Her mother was a wolf, but she was killed by a hunting party. So hunting parties can kill, apparently. They don't just get mo- murdered. So this is why I think none of these people know about them. Like, there must have just been a generational gap of no wolf for a while. And yeah. then all of a sudden, Wolf's Night started happening. Or Wolf's Week. <laughs> I do want to say I love how this whole scene is just Granny pretty much being the Snow, you fucking dumbass. Oh, just the whole time. It's just, because the whole time, too, Snow is just like, what? This sounds, oh, this is all just, is this weird. what it's like to huh? live in the woods? Is this what it's like to not be in a castle? This is terrible. <laughs> uh, but Granny admits, is like, this is apparently a bad plan to keep, um, to keep a girl's complete, like, werewolfness a secret and thinking that that was going to be a long-term plan. Like I get not telling her when she's 13, but eventually you have to like tell her (laughs) she's going to figure it out. You can't keep her in the cloak forever. Eventually they turn into kind of like, I always just called that shithead phase where they're just not going to listen. And Mm -hmm. wearing a cloak is if, if you have to wear the cloak all the time, it's the easiest point of rebellion. I'm taking it off. I uh, whatever. So she, they're like, Oh no. And then they hear it. And we cut to, we cut to poor Peter screaming. This is this was the dark part because she was like, "No, no!" And then this was this... a really brutal, hard scene to watch. Yeah, and then it gets worse too because they do yeah. it, and then it's like this husky-sized dog. She's not big at all, and we cut to Granny and Snow coming upon them, and Red is just eating him. She's just eating her boyfriend. Just he's yep. dead. This is all that's left. They kind of put him behind a tree stump 
to make it less so there's not like but a not figure. entirely no, not entirely what what's left of him kind of shows but they were just like oh it's kind of over here in the bloody snow uh granny full on because again snow it's like be completely quiet snow breaks a branch immediately <laughs> damn it snow red turns and looks at her and granny drops her with her crossbow tough love tough love and they throw the cloak over top of her and she turns into a person again and they're like you gotta go the hunting party is coming and the, i love that the hunting party is coming in like the like they're going into like murder the beast at the end of beauty and the beast just like chanting and and yeah <laughs> we got torches we're gonna kill a wolf we're gonna kill a wolf oh no it found us and it murdered us how did this happen <laughs> And so Red, and this whole thing, this I felt so bad for Red because she was delirious. She clearly wasn't quite sure mm-hmm. what was going on. She then had to look at her, the remains of her boyfriend and come to terms with the fact that she ate him while then running for her life. And that, the end, that's the story of Little Red Riding Hood. At no point does she carry a basket. Stupid, no. <laughs> Unwatchable. Not can't. Not canon. Not canon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that is that is her backstory. It informs mm-hmm. a little bit further going on, and it definitely informs a later storyline. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, but that's for future us to discuss. Yeah, so that's the story of Red, and now we're going to go to the story of Ruby. Uh, and her story, even if it seems like its own thing, is directly tied into the ongoing plot, which uh, was teased at the end of last week, which is the disappearance of Catherine. Uh, so we start with where it regs everywhere left off. David is at the sheriff's station with Emma, and uh, she's just having a little chat. Like, he's not under arrest. I don't have anything to hold you for. Yeah, it's just like, you know, there's this phone call that I got from Sydney, which raised a lot of questions, but we're not going to like get into that right now. Like, that's not a thing right now. We're just having a chat, having a conversation. Uh, what do you get? Go home. Take it. Take take a little breather. And uh, maybe maybe just get a lawyer. So maybe. I don't know. You might want to do that. I got to know. Does this town have lawyers? Who are the lawyers and what characters were they? I, a thousand <laughs> uh well and then the other thing is like emma talks about her superpower and i just totally stopped believing it at this point so uh i just do not trust anything she says uh but we are going back to granny's diner and uh ruby in what may very well be the last time we have to see her in this uniform which i'm hoping is the case because just not a fan of this uniform (laughs) Uh, she is talking with August and he's talking about all his travels around the world. And she's really, she's just, she's really loving it. It's, it's, it's raising up this wanderlust in her because she has, I'm not, it's not like that kind of lust. Okay. I'm not doing no, that. It, no, I'm just laughing because all I'm hearing in my head is lemurs. I saw lemurs. <laughs> like that's his pickup line. Lemurs. I saw lemurs. So majestic. I cried. Like lemurs. <laughs> and lemurs is like the buzzword. Of the episode. I love it. Um, and Granny gets a little upset at Ruby for ignoring her. Uh, and then Granny, you know, like, she's like, shut up, girl. We got we to gotta, we gotta talk about the books. We need you to work on the weekends. And she's like, the weekends are my time. My human time. I love it. Like, we've talked about Saturday nights. Like, I like, she's like, no. I'll work anytime but Saturday nights. That's when I go out and party. Which is nice. Boundaries are important. 
Exactly. Yes. Uh, and Granny doesn't exactly ask. And no. like, and, and you know, they, they come to an understanding by the end of the episode and Granny explains why she wanted her to work Saturday nights to work the books and everything. Um, although I kind of feel like you could do that like on a Tuesday afternoon and it'd be fine. There's no business. It's a, Come it's on. A, it's, it's, it's a restaurant. A you, you serve eggs and hot cocoa. I mean, it, yeah. the, the, but calm down about the books. Take a <laughs> breather. Um, so I, I do like, I do think that granny made some fuck ups in this part of the episode and in the past and the show never acknowledges either one. No, I think that there's, there's a conversation to be had about like the, the part of the, both of their age. Uh, in this, like, there's a, like I said, there's the keeping it, keeping a wolf thing from your 13 year old and like waiting until they get a little bit older, but red slash Ruby is clearly older than this there. She's at the stage where she wants to be an adult and moving on. And obviously that's tough for granny. Like that conversation doesn't happen. Like, I think that would have been a really good added layer to just be like, yeah, this is, this is their relationship coming to a natural shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that never really happens. Like they kind of address it a little bit, but it was a kind of a cop out towards the end where it's just like, Oh, because I'm not going to retire and I want you to take over. And it's just like, uh, okay. Uh, but yeah. Whatever. And yeah. And I think that was kind of trying to tie back to their fairy tale counterparts in which, uh, Ruby, you know, granny is all she has uh-huh. and you know, they're kind of bonded and they're both, they're both wolves. So they're a pack. So like there is that bonding to that instinctual bond. Uh, Granny insults Ruby with a very uh, outdated uh, insult that I'm not going to repeat here. Um, but Ruby gives a comeback that I thought was a lot better and also wasn't um, wasn't heteronormative and insulting to LGBTQ people. So uh, Granny, negative 14. She sucks. Boo. Boo. Uh, yeah, and then... <laughs> I, I did like this because I do like Ruby's insult. I just, I also like that she stumbled through it a little bit uh, because she's like, do you look like, um, yeah. And it's just, just, yeah. Like she had been waiting to say that for like such a long time because grannies while outdated and terrible and very problematic, uh, she delivered it like with crispies. Like she's been waiting to say that for like weeks. Like she's mm-hmm. just waiting. And then like Ruby just kind of had to like gurgle up one and just enough before she, you know, quits yes and and that means that ruby gets extra points because unlike granny who was uh savoring her her uh outdated uh joke for a very long time ruby had to come with it up with it on the fly yeah she came up with it on the fly uh, which is which i think i i would have loved if she would have just been like i don't know i was gonna think of something but it was just uh uh Ah, I quit. And then she like comes back in and like shouts the insult later. Like, like also, Bye. also, you look like Norman Bates' grandma. Ah, like, so yeah, so she does quit and she takes off. And then we find Mary Margaret and Emma walking down the street at night. And they start talking about uh, Catherine's disappearance and how David's doing and um and you know kind of just investigating it a little bit just kind of talking back and forth emma's trying to get a little information out of mary margaret she didn't really have anything but she might later uh but that is interrupted when they come across uh the lecherous dr whale uh hitting on ruby and it's uh, well she has suitcase kind of i guess at the bus stop but there's no buses oh my god so i love this whole scene for like a number of reasons where it's just like we later have a scene where we implicitly trust Dr. Whale to give medical diagnosis 
and we believe what he says. But when we see him on the street in the middle of the night, we immediately gang up on him and shoo him away because he is a sexual predator. Like, this had such big energy of, this creep is around her. We need to just, like, make ourselves real big to spook him off. <laughs> like, it was just, like, all four of them, or all three of them were just like, mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, I see there are a bunch of witnesses here. I should leave. And it's just like, okay, so you're just a piece of shit, but we're definitely going to listen to your medical diagnosis later. Like, the problems with having only one doctor, apparently. And Ty's like, oh, yeah. yeah, just don't be alone with Dr. Whale. I mean, he'll give you the good pills, but, like, you'll need them. But also, just don't let him do house calls. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of weird, because, like, I, I, inst- I distinctly remember, like, Ruby and Dr. Whale, like, having a good rapport later in the show. Like, yeah. So, and but that's kind of like I think Red and and his alter ego that we haven't discovered on the show yet, uh, which is a good one. But yeah, so I, like I remember like they have like a little bit of like kind of a mutual like coolness. So it's interesting to compare that to here, where she just wants nothing to do with him. Oh yeah, like it's just this whole. <laughs> I like Doctor Will in the beginning because it's just like you can't get a beat on him, which is mm-hmm. what makes his storyline even better because you're just like wait because you have no idea who he is you can't figure it out because your mind is tied to a single realm and then they tell you just like hold on can you do that (laughs) uh yeah so they shoo him off Mm -hmm. and then they have this really awkward conversation about ruby's like well i packed we're going i don't know (laughs) gotta go see lemurs that's my dream it's my jam lemurs all right ruby uh, what's a, what's a lemur? What's it look like? Could you draw one? Would you be able to identify one? She's like, no, I'm just, I'll know it when I see it. Like, and then like, and Snow invites Ruby to come stay with them while she kind of figures things out. So she's not, you know, running away in the middle of the night. And Emma almost like, seems like she wants to say no, which I found really ironic considering this is exactly what Mary Margaret did for her extending the olive branch. She's just like, I don't know. It's just like, it's kind of full right now. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's Mary Margaret's apartment. I thought the same thing. I was like, <laughs> oh, excuse me, squatter, are you paying any rent? Get out of here. Like, uh, yeah, so they, they decided that now there's now there's the three of them. And it was just like, oh, no, I'm bonding with my mom. And now this, uh, uh, her friend's coming. I don't like it. <laughs> well, we do spend a moment with Mary Margaret out in the woods. Uh, she is... Uh, I guess doing her own little side investigation after talking with uh, after talking with suspicious. Emma. Not suspicious at all. Not at I all. I mean, I didn't see it as suspicious. I just thought she was being really stupid. Oh, no. It would be suspicious. Be like, okay, well, she's missing and she's probably in the woods. Okay, well, why are you in the woods? Like, obviously, they're going to be looking for her. You don't need to be out looking for her. Um, are you out looking for something specific? And then also ultra uh, suspicious is that David is out in the woods. Everything about this, they're both, obviously David's a different situation, but they're both idiots. Like, just like, you mm-hmm. don't return to the scene of the crime. That's what criminals do. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, you know, she's, she's looking for something, but what she ends up finding is someone because David is out in the woods as well. And she just starts like, just chill, having a conversation with him, just shooting the shit. But he's just got this faraway stare in his eyes. And it just stays. And then it, it takes Mary Margaret a good long while to realize something's wrong here. And she's like, David? David, are you okay? And he just keeps saying, I'm looking. I'm looking. And then he just wanders off. And it was a very weird scene. 
I love this too because the problem she had was that he didn't look at her correctly. Um, she's like, no, it's like he looked through me. Uh, because it was just like, why isn't he looking at me like I'm the most gorgeous creature he's ever seen? Um, something is wrong with him. <laughs> but obviously he didn't like blink through the whole scene and he just kept saying, yeah. I have to find her, I have to find her. And then like wandered off. Again, very highly suspicious thing that is happening. A lot of a lot of suspicious things involving a lot of suspicious people. But we're not going to get to that just yet because we got to go back to the sheriff's office where the wonderfully supportive Henry... <laughs> is uh, trying to help Ruby find a job. Uh, and of course, all his ideas uh, tie back to his belief that she is Little Red Riding Hood. So he's like, do you like want like a basket job? Yeah, how about do a basket you- on a bike? How about a basket door to door? How about just holding a basket for people to see? And she's like, those aren't jobs. <laughs> like, what are you talking are about? That's not, those aren't jobs at all? So she uh, she hears the phone ringing, the non-emergency line, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Thelma's not around. It just goes to voicemail. And she goes, fuck that. And picks it up, and she's she's taking voicemails, and she's uh, she's helping solve problems, and she and then and that's when Emma walks in and goes, huh, mm-hmm. I kind of need, like, you're doing, a, you're doing a thing here. I need someone to do this thing. And God knows you have to have some kind of purpose if you're if you're uh, if you're leeching over in Mary Margaret's apartment because you know pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> I so first of all, she's like, I have some money in the budget. Okay, so you took over as sheriff when Graham passed, uh, and he hired you as a deputy. So there's clearly a budget for two people to be working here. Yeah, it's, I like. It, I have a suspicion that she's just like paying her twenty dollars, just like here you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing maybe Emma gave herself a nice fat raise. Oh yeah, and... she just, I have some money in the budgeted sandwich money, but yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Ruby is very excited. This is the opportunity she's been looking for. This is these are the lemurs, it's the lemurs, lemurs of justice. Or... <laughs> Leavers of justice. We are. I would watch the shit out of that show. That's like a Madagascar spinoff. Oh my god! Yeah, she. Uh, <laughs> and then she goes to go. She's like, I'm gonna go get you guys, right, or food from the only place in town, and I'm gonna go do it and be real smug about my new job. Well, yeah, it I doesn't love- like it doesn't matter if there were 14 restaurants in the oh, town. She was going back to Granny's. I know, but I love this scene so much because she just has zero to go on, and it falls apart so fast. She's like, I'm like, I'm like a deputy. Yeah. And I'm like doing cool stuff. Oh, yeah. I see you're doing really cool stuff. You're picking up, uh, oh, you're picking up to go orders. I solve crimes. I love this. Again, the, the beauty, the beauty of a, a grandmother type and, uh, and a younger, and a younger character where it's just like, oh, yeah, like the FBI is like going to call me up to the ranks. Like, I know I don't really have the training, but they, they, they think that I have something. And she, oh, yeah, you have something. Is it maybe like a C minus average? Like just, it's the, it's that just, you know, like, okay, sure. Whatever. You're talking a big game. I don't see through any of, like, I see through every single bit of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just that, that cold shutting it down because Granny is sad that Red has, or Ruby has left, but she's not allowed mm-hmm. to show that. She's no. a woman who built a crossbow in her, in her cabin. She doesn't have feelings that other people get to see. Yeah. The, no, the biggest she- weakness Granny has is a very visible arm scar. That she de- can't explain in this realm. Yeah, only and also, that it hurts on the full moon. 
Yeah, yeah. She, she. That, that's the one thing is like it, it, it's just accepted part of her life. It's like, oh goddamn, the moon, then full moon again. My my scar. Why well, does it hurt at this time? womanly ways mysteries you know some people's knees bother them when it's about to rain or they get some Mm -hmm. like arthritis or anything and she's like must be a full moon my arms hurting (laughs) (laughs) ruby returns with lunch uh just as henry is about to leave and he kind of in implies to emma that you know ruby should be getting to do more stuff because she's capable of more like he's like i believe in her i'm a champion also, she's a girl with a basket, and, and there's also a, there's also a a uh, she might be a wolf. Just FYI, uh, I haven't read far enough. I just assumed when I was reading her story, it's kind of a lame story, so I didn't really read the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, I assume she, there's there's a wolf that's involved. Uh, but I do like that, like you know, she goes to get lunch just high on the fact that she's like, I answered the phone and I helped so much, and then she comes back a crushed and broken woman. I can't do. Oh, she is so defeated and she's kind of whiny about it too. And thank you know, this is where I'll give Emma props. Like she, she, she can see in Ruby what, what's really going on. Like she can tell like, you know, but, but she, she gets that, that Ruby needs to be challenged uh, because Ruby and and she just needs a little bit of a push Uh, because like, if I were in Emma's shoes, I would have gotten instantly pissed and been like, Dude, I gave you an opportunity, and you're just whining about it. Why don't you just do your fucking job? Yeah, the whole the 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 red flag part of you know, just like oh, let me just screw it up, and it's just like that's the part where I like become a motivational speaker when you hear people be like, <laughs> "Listen, what's the worst that's going to happen right now? Like, just just do a couple of things, you'll get there. Like, it's just you, you know. Again, that's that's the kind of thing that comes with experience. And again, Ruby's character and and both as Red is just being very sheltered. She doesn't really interact with other people. Like, this is why she fell in love with the first boy with a mustache that came to her door, which, again, we've all been there. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, she's like, she gives her the little push. Like, it's... Yeah. And But I also think that that's in line with being very desperate for help. <laughs> just like, you know, you could do it. All you, all you have to do is get me sandwiches and answer the phone. Oh, my God, you're so capable of doing this. I believe in you. <laughs> Well, she takes her out to go investigating in the woods to follow up on uh, Mary Margaret's um, whole thing about like, hey, I saw David in the woods. He was acting really fucking suspicious. Maybe you should go check it out. And they head to the woods and Ruby is just grumbling the whole time. She's got her little hat on. She's got her heeled boots in the middle of the mucky woods. Not the best ensemble for this type of adventure, but alas. And she's just kind of doing anything. Hold on a second. I've got super senses. They're tingling. It's like a spidey sense, except maybe it's a wolf thing. I don't know. But all I know is, let's go that way. And she just darts off and Emma goes, hold on a goddamn second. She's like, wait a minute. I I hear him. Do you not hear him? I, I hear him. He's way over here. He also had peanut butter sandwich for lunch. Hmm. Interesting mm-hmm. choice. I thought he was allergic. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. He's over here. Like, it just, Emma's just like flowing blonde hair behind her just be like what are you talking about how do you hear him like he's not even i love that they're like i hear him moving but we find him he is completely incapacitated on the well, his, his his stomach is moving with the breath yeah like it's, it's very she's very sensitive she's very sensitive and emma's impressed emma's like you go I, girl and they yeah i mean that's that was it almost seems suspicious maybe ruby was the killer yeah yep ruby did it <laughs> case closed <laughs> Well, they take David to the hospital and Dr. Whale 
the very the very lecherous one himself uh we're now trusting his medical advice as you had mentioned and he starts talking about how you know people are sleepwalking they can do a lot of sleep activity including sleep driving which is i hope not true because goddamn that's terrifying i mean i think you can sleep drive but i probably you're probably not very good i don't think you'd get very far like, yeah, I, sure. I, like <laughs> I know that I, my 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 husband used to be a sleepwalker when he was younger uh and so they have just endless amounts of stories about the sleepwalking that he would do but it would basically uh he's gotten into the car before apparently when he was younger but he just didn't go anywhere like it was just like you okay. get in the car and you're just like ah like eventually i think your brain kind of stops you from doing anything weird i feel like you would wake up if you started murdering somebody like i don't think you could sleep murder so yeah, and a sleep full call conversation seems strange considering he, when he was in his last episode, he wasn't actually able to communicate with Mary Margaret, but alas. Yeah, I also I also like the idea that it's just like, well, he was sleepwalking. It was three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> what? Uh, and, you know, as they're talking, uh, Regina storms in and is starting to give the fifth degree and is like, Emma Swan, are you doing these sheriff things? Like, get, insisting he gets a lawyer and reading him his Miranda rights. And she's like, no, we're just like talking. And on one hand, I understand Emma's point of view. But on the other hand, I understand Regina's point of view because uh, there's some suspiciousness. And I feel like, I don't know. It's, it, it, I, I, I feel like everybody's kind of acting a little um, well, stupid. In, in, in Regina's defense, a police officer, which is what Emma is, uh, can't just talk to a person. Like, she's obviously using a lot of this in part of her building her case. So he absolutely should be able to have his, he should have his Miranda rights. He should have had all those things. Mm-hmm. He does not, if she is part of this investigation, she does. She is not supposed to be there. Like, this is not, this, this is not how police work works. Uh, so yes, Regina... <laughs> Sheena kicked down the door and just yelled, fuck 12. I love it so much. Uh, so <laughs> kicks her out. And obviously, David, did, I will give it to Josh Dallas. This was the most believable mental breakdown. Like, because he has no idea. He has no yeah. idea what he's done. He's terrified that he has done it. Uh, he's scared. Terrified. And everything after Dr. Whale's office is beauty. Mwah. Yeah, he's he is he is on the verge of just a complete breakdown, and and, and especially because it comes after he woke up from this really long coma, so he had this huge trauma in his life, and now he's experiencing this other one that could be connected back to it and could have horrible ramifications for people he cares about. Yeah. So it's like, but luckily for him, it doesn't go that direction. It goes yeah, a different one, and it's it a little does. bit messed up. It's also it's also interesting because uh, this is I and I keep thinking about it in the ways that I would I would I would meld like the curse uh, because David's is clearly like when when he was Prince Charming, very sure of himself, borderline too cocky, like, you know, but he was he was still a good person who didn't want to harm other people. So now he's caught in this hell of thinking that he's murdered somebody. He's not sure of himself. He has more questions than he has answers. He doesn't know what to do. And this is a personal hell for him. This is this is a low point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, so Emma Emma's kicked out of the hospital and uh, decides that a little... She's got a hunch. A little more investigation is needed. Um, but for some reason, Emma can't, can't drive to do it herself. She never says why. 
um, it didn't make sense to me, but alas. So she calls Ruby and says, hey, Ruby, go investigate. Take my car and go investigate at the toll bridge, troll bridge, to see if David just, like, hid something there. Like, she, she it's, it's the most vague instructions that would only work if you were instructing yourself to do it. Like, God bless Ruby. I don't know how she did anything because Emma's instructions were terrible. I I like this because it was basically, I honestly think it was just like, Emma just didn't want to go. She's like, it's kind of cold out. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go. So, you know what? Take my car uh, and then go see if you see anything suspicious in the suspicious things she sees at the board. Uh, also, just 10 out of 10, Ruby already wearing leather gloves so she doesn't print everything. Uh, she, yeah, she she's she's, just, she's yeah. learning the ropes. Yeah. Uh, so she gets to the uh, to the toll troll bridge where uh, David and Mary Margaret had met a couple of times, and where David had been found uh, before. So it's a very you know it's a very identifiable place for him. That's why Emma sends Ruby there, and she finds a piece of plywood which, under normal circumstances, wouldn't like bat an eye. But Ruby's got the hunch; she's got the wolfish instincts. Yeah, she probably can she- smell something rotten. Rot- rotten to the core, hardcore. Something rotten in Denmark slash Storybrook. <laughs> so she lifts up the plywood and sees there's some dirt there that's been recently like dug around. So she digs in with a stick, 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 stick. And meanwhile, has Emma on speakerphone. On it's just a lovely old flip phone. It's just their lovely old flip phones. I you love guys. it so much. And I also love how dramatic this was. Like they made it dramatic based on the cuts. Like it's just mm-hmm. like stick, stick, stick. What do you see in there, Red? Hold on. Stick, stick, stick. What am I looking for? Stick, stick, stick. Oh, ah, ah. Like, it's just so dramatic. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of a... It was a lot of buildup. But it was a buildup yeah, to a big thing. Because... I agreed. Yeah. Because uh, she finds a, a jewelry box has been hidden in the dirt. And uh, she's not really explaining to Emma what she's finding, which I... It, it, but whatever. And so she lifts it up. We don't see what's inside, but we just see Ruby's horrified expression as she screams. And this was very traumatizing for me because you didn't have to see it to know what was in there and that it was something bad. Oh, no. They left it go for the long time before you found out, like, officially what it was. But the whole time you're just like, I know what's in there. I know exactly what's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to backtrack just a little bit, when yeah. when, when Ruby is saying, you know, like, like what, well, what, you know, pretending she's not seeing what she's seeing, uh, that's that's self confidence talking because that's her not sure if she's supposed to be digging up a jewelry box from a bank, a riverbank, because it's just like Emma's giving her very vague instructions, and it's very easy to mess up very vague instructions. So uh, Ruby and her not sure about what she's supposed to be doing, and or her brain playing. I, that's how I read it. I read it as her not sure she was doing what she was supposed to be doing, being like, what mm. would I find if I found it? Like, it's a box buried in the... Like, you're looking for a dead body. Now you're digging up jewelry boxes. I'd be confused, too. Like, I don't think this is a clue. It's cool as shit, but I don't think it's a clue. <laughs> it's a... No, it's, oh, fuck, it's a clue. <laughs> ah, it's a clue. It's the biggest clue we've all seen in the entire world. Uh, and... The best is, who transported it? Did, did Ruby carry it back? Because she, like, let go. Like, she was like... Ugh. And then we, like, we cut to the sheriff station and they're just sort of staring at it like, oh, shit. 
I mean, I'm guessing maybe Emma showed up to to take it away and they maybe they, you know, they put, you know, some police tape over it or something. I'm sure it's a crime scene now. Like she found she found evidence. That's a crime scene. She'd probably have to go secure it. Mm -hmm. Um, But we do cut back to the sheriff station and uh, Ruby and Emma are talking about what happened. Ruby is incredibly traumatized by this experience. God, first day on the job and she finds a body part in a box. I'd quit too. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's not what she signed up for. She just wanted to answer phones and and maybe solve I, solve non body part she crimes. She wanted to be an admin. She wanted to be able to answer phones and get sandwiches. Like that. That's a job. It's a job that people can be very bad at. By the way, it is mm-hmm. not an easy job. It is a very hard job, depending on who you are being an admin assistant to. Uh, so. Honestly, that's what I thought Emma was going to have her do, but then Emma was making her be her rookie cop, uh, which is no way she is trained for. So, yes, yeah, so of course she quits and is traumatized and leaves forever. Uh, you can't go but from... It, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you can't go from, you know, slinging plates of macaroni and meatloaf and talking to cute boys about lemurs uh, to finding a heart in a jewelry box on a river... That doesn't open and shut the case. Like, it's not like we've now solved it. It's just like, there will be more of this. Because there's more body parts to find. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I think that the, the the ending moral, which is what Emma imparts to Ruby before she leaves, is that she can. Like, it, it's not about you can't. Like, that was her, Ruby's right. whole damage, was that she was worried she couldn't do anything more than what she was doing. She felt trapped in her role because she didn't feel like she could do more. And Emma's, you know, her experience at the sh- with the sheriff's station, everything, she learns that she can, but she doesn't want to. Yep. Which I think is a good, is a good takeaway for her. Uh, and that's kind of what, you know, that's what she ends up telling Granny when she comes back and says she wants to return. Uh, she's got a very nice make under Yep. She's, she's, she's changed the makeup a little bit. She's still got the red streaks in her hair. She's still got the punky outfit. She's still wearing red. Um, but this new makeup look, I'm hoping it sticks because she looked, she looks good in everything. It's just like, I want to see more. It, it's, I want to see more of that pretty face. <laughs> this is very creepy, Beth. Like, no, it's like, that's what, that's what, the, the, that's more. what the moms, that's what moms say to teenage girls who are wearing, who they think are wearing too I much know, makeup. I know, uh, I know. I do like this. Face. And this is a nice moment between her and Granny. And because mm-hmm. Granny's just like, no, I just wanted you to be able to run the store when I retire and I need you to be able to do those things. Um, which is fair. Uh, and so they have a nice moment. They're, they're back together. It's nice because um, I... And I don't remember, and I guess maybe we'll see later, but uh, Red and Granny are separated in Storybook Land, right? Or Storybook Land right now. Like, they, Red is on her own. She's not with Granny. So, mm-hmm. it's nice that they're together. Like, this is, like, their their curse is to be together. Damn. Like, <laughs> damn. Yeah, and, yeah, and this was, you know, Ruby just sharing what she learned in her one day, which, you know what? It was a big day, so I don't blame her. Uh, At one point, I did, I was kind of hoping Ruby would share with Granny, look, my day was fucked up. I found a body part in a box, okay? (laughs) So she just more implies that there were lemurs involved, metaphorical lemurs, Uh, but by metaphorical lemur, we mean a body part in a box, which is slightly more intense. I saw some lemurs. You never want to see a lemur again. 
hate lemurs. Uh, but yeah, this is also where we get the the very ham-fisted be like, oh, Granny, is your is your arm bothering you? Yep, every full moon. Like, this is that scene. And yeah. Just, I love it so much. It's so corny. But Red is back. Red is back to doing mm-hmm. her job, which is great. It's an easy job. You're the only waitress here. You're probably raking in the dough. I love it. Uh, you know. Well, they do have great. other servers there. Uh, but, but Ruby is the one who gets all the best tables. She's the lead. She's the lead one. She probably makes the yeah. schedule. Uh, um, yeah. she knows, she knows all the good stuff. She, she's the only one with a secret menu. Uh, and yeah, so that's nice. The end, the episode's over and everyone's happy. Nothing weird happens at the end of traumatizing <sighs> to anybody. The end. Um, did you forget to finish the episode, Abby? I did not. I'm just going to mm. keep on smiling. It's uh, okay. fine. Well, that 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 uh that smile is about to become a frown turned upside down. Uh because that's not where the episode ends. We've got uh, another twist the in twist. the drama of what happened to Catherine. <laughs> because you know Frederick it's a, it's, a, it's a play on words. I didn't realize we went back to the vet the vet scene or the vet uh set. Uh, it's bigger it's than more I of the best set. I want all those pet toys. I know, right? But yeah, they go to this nice little storefront, and it's clearly mm-hmm. a storefront that's in like one of those like strip malls. So it's like a really long building, but not a wide building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this looked like they, it was built in uh, a room that that was used for another set, and they just like throw some pet toys in there, and like, they're like, "We're open, done." You open up a closet door, and and it's there. Like, he's like, "Oh, it's the pet set." Uh, and and uh, David, so- yeah, David's not having a good time. No, Mary Margaret's trying to comfort him because he fully believes that he has done something horrible and cannot remember it. Uh, and that's when Emma comes in to confirm that something horrible did, in fact, happen to Catherine. It was probably murder. Murder. Yep. Because they found her heart in a box, which is just about the most effed up thing you can do. Yeah. As a person. And this is in an episode where one person eats somebody. Yep. It's and yet the heart in a box is kind of worse. I know. I love that. Well, it's like it's just like oh yeah, this girl eats her beloved boyfriend, and then it just goes shitty from there. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, that's not even the weirdest thing we do. Uh, I yeah, because it is like you know, and we talk, and and it gets a little like it gets a little like blasé later because it's just like oh, it's Regina and her hearts. Like she just takes hearts from people. But as a person, there's only one way to get the heart out of a Mm -hmm. person and for non-doctors it's never pretty it's not a surgical procedure it's not a a, something that's done with care or anything the imagination of three humans as to what happened to the body after the heart like it's not good like there's not we're not going to find anything good if we found the heart displaced from the body yeah, it's, it's, and, and that's something I don't even want to think about because that is just so nasty and so gross and requires a really sadistic mind to do in the first place. Uh, but there's a twist on top of this twist on top of this twist, 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 twist. I did like, forget how this ended and I spent the whole time being like, well, it's just, well, I didn't realize how this ended and I was like, am I forgetting a twist in which it was Regina? Like, I... <laughs> Just like, they got her. We did it, everybody. Yeah, because uh, there are fingerprints inside the box. Um, And... And this this whole scene, the, the the dramatic convenience in this scene was very funny to me because it's like the way Emma is slowly revealing all this stuff is not how a sheriff would do it. 
it's how a drama person on a drama show would do it. No, because because was... Emma should have kicked open that door and immediately started handcuffing somebody because that's yeah. that's enough evidence to hold a person. Yeah. So she says, uh, "There's more. Found some fingerprints on the inside of the box." And David just goes, "All right, it's my time. Take me away, officer. Take me away, sheriff." And then Emma goes, "No, they weren't yours, David." They were dun, 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 Mary Margaret. <gasps> and everybody stares at Mary Margaret as the horrible realization crosses her face of what the fuck? Oh, I love it so much. And that's how we end. I love it too because like David is just like still trying to process new information because he's like at this point convinced himself. Like mm-hmm. he's done that thing that like as I'll speak as an oldest child here where it's just like, you get blamed for something and you know, it wasn't you, but you get blamed for it long enough. You're just like, it might've been me. I, I, it didn't sound <laughs> mm-hmm. like me, but you know what? I did it. Very Leslie Nope thing. I broke the coffee maker, whatever. Uh, but like snow was just like, Oh my God, I can't believe David murdered it. Also snow, your fingerprints were found there. Like that. I don't even know how you would deal with that. Like that is, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's got to be such, such a strong version of, like, gaslighting a person where you're just like, oh, also, we're framing you for murder. And it's just like, with Snow, Mary Margaret's simplistic, naive, everything is good and everything is right brain and just naivete. Boy, I don't even, her brain cracked in half. We watched it happen. Oh, yeah. And that's where we end this episode. Uh, this is uh, on uh, the cliffhanger for season one, episode uh, 15, Red Handed, ends up with Mary Margaret being the one who was actually red handed. Murder. 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 Because murder, 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 murder. all of these poor people are trapped in this hellish cycle because Regina has got beef to pick with snow. So it always comes back to snow. Um, yeah. I don't know why I was shocked by it. I Not shocked by it, but I was just like doing that thing where they drew it out long enough that I was like trying to roll through my head as to what it was. I'm like, oh, so mm-hmm. it's probably Regina. Like, this is where they get her. Like, she messed up. She messed up. It's like, Mary Margaret. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So I'd argue that this is this might very well be one of the last standalone-ish episodes that we get for this entire season because we are now heading into episode 16 heart of darkness uh which is another snow centered story that i don't remember super well um but since it's heart of darkness i'm guessing there's dark hearts dark hearts care bears god i hope this isn't the beginning of the whole the whole like hearts with darkness in them like we get into this in later seasons where it's just like snow's heart has darkness look at it it's got this spot on it it's just like that's not she just smoked for a couple of years that's not what that is uh i'm but that thinking that's like season terrible. three i'm hoping Ugh. it doesn't come in early because good god that whole thing was so dumb uh but yeah so this is like one of the last like kind of standalone things like this that we get even though it is still connected to the main story that carries us through the rest of the season um but i liked it I liked it a lot. It's definitely a big step up from Dreamy. Good oh God. Boy, hard bar. That bar is on the ground. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I don't remember. I don't remember if the Mad Hatter episode is uh, how tied the- to the main story it is. But um, uh, I mean, I think it's... T- 
I don't remember. I don't I think know it's as the... tied to the story. I think it's about like maybe this level. I, I'm, huh, I'll am i eat my hat if I'm wrong. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think hat trick kind of is, because uh, it's called hat trick. I think, oh, I'm so sorry I interrupted you. I feel like such mm. a dick. Such a dick bet. This it, I can't do the same. I quit. Sorry. I quit. I'm uh, gonna go see lemurs. I'm gonna have a podcast about lemurs. Uh, um, from yeah. what I remember, Hat Trick is like, like he's the portals dude, right? Yeah. Like that's where we start like getting the. So yeah, it might be a standalone like this one, but I think it's also a hint at the larger world of the future of Once Upon a Time. Where it just like I remember that episode like blew my f in mind. I'm like, wait, hold on a second. Oh yeah, wait, we get into this whole like what the house on the hill. There's a whole different thing. I forget how much we unpack in this whole. There's thing. like this Wonderland and shit, and that's this, like yeah. this whole first season. I keep forgetting. Like I don't remember it being this long. Like I just genuinely <laughs> thought it was like a shorter season. I forgot that they went full tilt on like a full like twenty plus episodes. So I'm. I loved this episode. I loved Red's origin stories. Mm-hmm. Like, it was dark as hell. Uh, this also had very, like, terrible but hilarious procedural stuff where it's like, we have to go find clues. Heart in a box. Uh, so it was still all that. It was fairy tale characters being kind of weird in the real world. Love it. And, I mean, we've seen several origin stories before now. We've seen uh, Rumple. We've seen uh, Jiminy Crickets, which was pretty dark. We've seen David's. We saw Graham's. We've seen a lot. Have we seen any as, like, fucked up as as Red's? Because I'd argue no. I don't know. Hopper's was pretty fucked up. Hopper's was fucked up, and it was really early. Like, that was episode five. So, like... That, yeah, that they were was like if you can stand this, you'll be good to go for the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, no, and I, I like I guess it would come like and and we're gonna get a couple more that are pretty tragic. Like Reds is Reds is up there. Full Reds is messed up. Like yeah. tragedy on the tragedy scale, it's mid, it's middle. It's tragic. Yeah, yeah. she ate, ate her boyfriend. On the messed up scale, it's way up there. In oh, it's opinion. way up there. But I mean, I think it's yeah. pretty in line with most uh, like werewolfy kind of stories where it's mm-hmm. just like when you become a werewolf, you can't control yourself. Very, you know, the whole you're going to hurt somebody you love. You're going to you know kill somebody. And uh, I, I think the part that makes it the mess, most messed up and it, it somehow is not the part where she eats her boyfriend. It's the part where they stumble upon the hunting party and there's a well full of blood. Like that's... That's some insane first draft shit that I don't know how they kept. I really don't. Like, there's no reason there should be that much blood in there. That was just straight up some Wes Craven nonsense. I, like, I loved it. It was great. But it was just so, almost completely out of place. But there's, is this ends with a heart in a box. So it's not 100% out of place. Well, we've got uh, plenty more to get into for the rest of this season. How many episodes do we have left in this one? Let me check. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six. We only have eight episodes left in the season. We are uh, wrapping up with it in two months. We're going to be through season one and getting into season two. It's going to be wild. We're going to we're gonna be, if this keeps on track, we do this right. We're going to be ending right around Halloween. Oh, that sounds good. We're going to be running right into apple season. Yes! Happy yeah. September! Happy Regina September! Loves her apples. It's fall. We did it, everybody. We survived until the fall. 
Well, we want to thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Once Upon a Timing. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. We want to send a wonderful thank you to our amazing patrons. We've gotten some new additions, so welcome to the family. Uh, and, of course, a special thank you to our Snow Queens. That would be Lisa Slack, Jacob Fulcalt, Pro- Paul, Brian Sanina, Blake Brinkley, and Zach Chobanoff. Uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, head to patreon.com slash OUA timing. You get early access to episodes. You could also get bonus episodes or a personal shout out in every week's episode. Uh, you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. You can follow us on Twitter at OUA timing. Kind of noticing a theme here. I am personally at Beth Elderkin. And me, the person who was waving to the camera at the new people that we've joined on Patreon because I forgot Ah! that you don't see the video, uh, is at just underscore Abby. And we will be back next week with Heart of Darkness, uh, followed by, and and we will be staying on a regular schedule, even though uh, there's going to be a week-long break uh, between uh, Netflix and Disney Plus having the show, but Abby and I are working it out. We're going to just kind of keep things, keep the train going. Uh, but just know that on September 6th, uh, it's leaving Netflix and then it'll take about a week for it to get onto Disney Plus. So, you yep. know, keep your, keep your binging handy. Yes. Cause then after that is hat trick and, Abby, I remember the final scene in that episode being one of the uh, scariest visuals yeah. that haunted me for years. This and is, um, it, it's a mess up. I can't wait to get to it because I also, Sebastian Stan, woohoo! Uh, oh, yeah. But I also wanted to make sure I pointed out, I've had a number of people reach out to me and let me know different ways that I could be watching Once Upon a Time or you and I could be watching Once Upon a Time in our little off week and everything. I thank you all. I have a legitimate way of get, of watching the episodes between then. So thank you everyone to reach out to that. And I don't know if you saw it, Beth, uh, but on our Once Upon a Time Facebook group, you do have your own Baby Dragon fan art from, I believe, first name Megan, which is uh, 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10. I love this, uh, the Baby Dragon content uh, always and forever. So yes, you guys I did are see that. Thank you very much. I really best. appreciate it. It's been a very, it's been, it's been a, a light in the darkness that is this last week. So uh, you guys are, you guys are the best. I'm so glad for uh, me gushing. I'm so glad we're doing this. <laughs> she says for the 15th week in a row. Well, we're going to continue doing it next week. So Abby, We'll see you then. See you, Beth. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.